0: Circuit eight, non-local. So we've reached the final circuit. As you can see here, circuit eight is located at the center of all the circuits and also envelops the rest of the circuits. In a way, circuit eight really isn't a circuit at all. Circuit eight activations seem to be an experience of the universe outside of the nervous system, but somehow still comprehended by the nervous system. A circuit eight activation is the outer limit of what we can experience as a human being. I'm sure you've seen this Hindu symbol before. It represents the highest universal principle, the ultimate reality. This is the timeless, eternal, and infinite source of all existence. This is what Ramdas called the Father in Christianity, the G D in Judaism, the Void in Buddhism, and Brahma in Hinduism. They're all representations of this source. Young liked to use an ancient term, pleroma, to describe the same thing. In the pleroma, there is nothing, no thing. The pleroma is a source of creation, the source of the unus mundus. Both the physical world and the psyche arise from this great void. High-level mathematics also describe the source. As much as I like to avoid discussions of quantum physics, there's no better descriptor for circuit eight than non-local, a term used in some interpretations of quantum physics. It's a term that's been made popular and used a lot by new age figures. Circuit eight is non-local. It doesn't seem to be located in space or time. Mathematical equations in high-level physics describe a point where the workings of the universe as we know it break down. It's called a singularity. Equations apparently describe a series of singularities that can be found underlying the entire known universe. This is called the quantum vacuum. This quantum vacuum is a complete void. It is total emptiness. We can't even fathom what it's like intellectually. Yet the idea is that somehow the entire manifested universe appears from this emptiness. Apparently, you can have something out of nothing. This is just a theory and certainly some physicists disagree with it. Many people get stuck on the question, why do both high-level mathematics and mystical traditions point to this idea of the void? To paraphrase Rice University professor and author Jeffrey Kripal, some mysteries aren't meant to be solved intellectually, they're meant to be personally experienced. And what I have found is that circuit 8 can be experienced in this way. There is a three-part word, a Sanskrit word, which describes what this experience feels like. sat-chit-ananda. The word means something like truth, consciousness, and bliss. Circuit 8 feels like you've experienced ultimate truth, consciousness, or awareness, and bliss. There are different kinds of circuit 8 activations. There are out-of-body experiences, OBEs. There are near-death experiences, NDEs. There are powerful psychedelic trips. There are high-intensity physical practices, forms of yoga, extreme sports, and indigenous rituals. And there is stillness via incubation and meditation. Reports of circuit eight activations can be found in many traditions. In Hinduism, they are sometimes called Samadhi. In Zen Buddhism, they are sometimes called Satori. The Tibetan Book of the Dead famously documents states of experience outside of the body. Plato wrote about near-death experiences, and it's evident that it informed his philosophy. New Agers sometimes call this astral projection. And modern spiritual teachers have different names for circuit activations. Some I've heard are soul land, or big mind, or pure consciousness events. You may have seen this image. It's called the Hamza. The earliest known appearance of the Hamza was in ancient Mesopotamia. It is an archetypal representation that can be found in various traditions and cultures. The blue one on the left here is a Jewish Hamza. Those on the right are Tunisian. I believe that this image is a very useful tool for understanding the journey to activating circuit eight. Let's imagine each finger on your hand is a different person. This is me, this is you, This is one of your parents. This is the president of the United States. This is the pope. Each body has its own intellect. That's represented by the nail on each finger. The intellect can be sharpened, can be personalized and colored in different ways to differentiate the finger from other fingers. The palm of the hand represents pure awareness. This is what mystics call I am. We've been taught that our sense of I am is individual to each body, to each finger in this metaphor. We think of these bodies as having different observers, but the Hamza symbol shows us that this is not the case. The I here in the palm represents the fact that there is only one central observer who is observing the world through multiple bodies. If circuit 8 is experienced in strong enough manner, it is possible to perceive yourself as the observer looking through and experiencing through multiple bodies. Now, this is a bold statement, but I surprisingly experienced this myself in a very brief circuit 8 activation several years ago. After that experience, I understood why Hindu guru Neem Karoli Baba pointed at a group of people eating once and said, look at me eating through all my mouths. He also had a particular phrase that he liked to repeat, sub-ek, which means all one. Hinduism, in particular, seems to produce people that are highly adept at navigating circuidate activations, and supposedly some live much of their regular life from that perspective. Nisargaldatta Maharaj said, I leave my human nature to unfold according to its destiny. I remain as I am. Teacher Yogananda said I am no longer the wave of consciousness thinking itself separated from the sea of cosmic consciousness. I am the ocean of spirit that has become the wave of human life. This knowledge isn't limited to Hinduism. It can be found in Judaism when God said to Moses I am that I am. It's found in early Christian writings as well. The Gospel of Eve says I am you and you are I. And wherever you are, I am there, and I am sown in all things. And wherever you wish, you gather me, but when you gather me, you gather yourself. And the Pistis Sophia says, I am they, and they are I. This idea can be found in Islamic Sufism as well. The Islamic poet Rumi wrote, Neither this body am I, nor soul, nor these fleeting images passing by, nor concepts and thoughts, mental images, nor sentiments and the psyche's labyrinth, then who am I? A consciousness without origin, not born in time, not begotten here below. I am, which was, is, and ever shall be. This all seems related to a concept of anatta in Buddhism that says that individuals don't have an individual permanent underlying substance that can be called a soul. Anatta is a void and source of all things. A circuit 8 activation can lead to a new awareness of and relationship to the body. This awareness helps us realize the truth about human bodies. Using computer metaphors, again, uh, bodies are the local hardware. The software is non-local, it's in the cloud. The body gathers and processes some information, yes, but the source of awareness isn't generated in the body. A circuit eight activation can provide you with the realization that you are not located in the body. You are only using the body to experience the world of space and time and matter. The body can be understood to be like a fruit hanging from a tree. It develops, grows, ripens and eventually falls off the tree and decomposes. You the observer of the world are not the body. The tree of life is eternal. This image is a medieval representation of the tree of life, which I saw in a hypnagogic vision back in 2016, and I didn't know what it was. Jung said that we shy away from the word eternal, but I can describe the experience as the ecstasy of a non-temporal state in which the present, past, and future are one. One is interwoven into an indescribable whole and yet observes it with complete objectivity. An experience of circuit 8 generates a sense of truth and perspective. Abraham Maslow, known for his hierarchy of needs, spoke of what he called the quote, peak experience, which to me is yet another term for a circuit 8 activation. Maslow said, peak experiences are rare, exciting, oceanic, deeply moving, exhilarating, and elevating experiences that generate an advanced form of perceiving reality and they are even mystic and magical in their effect upon the experiencer." From this vantage point, there is a breakdown of what society has told you about who you are. The truth is much larger than you've been told, and more expansive. Peter Kingsley said, Once someone has been taken into another world and given a vision of reality, the whole game of personal, individual existence is over. I've always liked this picture of a strawberry and its seeds. The way I see it, each human body is like a seed. They're connected together by a barely perceptible channel. This channel all leads to one unified core. And with that, we come back to the concept of yoga and the image of the cart from the beginning of this talk. A circuit 8 activation can provide you with the first-hand experience that both the rider and the cattle are aspects of you. The rider is the observer the cattle is the body. In a circuit 8 activation, people often experience an overwhelming sense of unity. This unity is not understood intellectually and cannot be properly communicated to others via language. Instead, it's experienced as a state of well-being and a feeling of connection to all of creation. This is true love. This is the love that Mayer Baba wrote about. And that Ramdas dedicated himself to in the latter parts of his life. True love involves appreciating the people, objects, and situations in our lives without desperately needing for them to provide us with pleasure. The constant evaluation of whether a thing, a person, or a circumstance serves our personal interests fades away. This isn't about the love of one person to another. This is the love and unity of one self within all bodies and most of us have never been immersed in true love outside of the womb. We're used to accessing love based on conditions. This is a status quo phenomenon. The love you feel in circuit 8 is not status quo love. It is not your love. You as an individual don't love this way. Not others and especially not yourself. This love isn't a bargaining chip for you to use in social games. The body isn't capable of producing true unconditional love. Instead, I think the body accesses true, unconditional love. And I know I sound like a broken record. This love, this sense of unity is access like finding a radio station, a television station, or a Wi-Fi signal to connect to. The body acts as a receiver capable of tuning into the eternal source of love that's always transmitting. Now, this sounds pretty amazing, but don't let me oversell it. A person's experience of circuit 8 can vary greatly, especially if the person has no preparation for such an experience. Circuit 8 activations are highly subjective and can happen under a variety of different physiological and psychological conditions. It's hard to predict what a person will experience and how it will affect their life afterwards. There is a Zen saying that describes how highly prepared meditators handle a circuit 8 experience. Some call this enlightenment. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. This saying means that your day-to-day life doesn't necessarily change. Only the perspective from where you live changes. This Zen image is a symbolic representation of that process. The Taoist idea of wu-wei is similar. Wu-wei is action not based on motives of gain or striving, but instead action that is somehow spontaneous and natural. Yuji Krishnamurti, an anti-guru figure, often confused with his more popular namesake, often said he had nothing to teach anyone. He simply lived in a natural state and that was all there was to it. It is true that many people who have experienced circuit aid activations through NDEs and other types of -of out-of-body experiences report positive after effects. Some people report feeling like life is safer and less serious than they previously thought. Fear of death becomes less of a problem for them. But sometimes people aren't changed at all, or sometimes people become more uncertain and more afraid than before the experience. These people may not have been equipped with the right mental maps to understand what happened to them the experience might have been too overwhelming or scary. Some people may cling to unhelpful or even harmful ideas about what happened to them. Ideas based on their religious upbringing or zealous dedication to materialistic science. And even the most positive circuit eight activation experience doesn't exactly provide clear answers to the big questions about life. Circuit eight activations bring us face to face with the ultimate mystery. This mystery can be encountered via experience, but cannot be known through the rational intellect. I'm of the belief that it is not possible for living human beings to know or experience what lies beyond circuit 8. The nervous system is not capable of that. Okay, so one last young quote, because I'm such a youngian that I can't help myself. No matter what the world thinks about this experience, the person who has it possesses a great treasure a thing that has become for him a source of life, meaning, and beauty, and that has given a new splendor to the world. Is there any better truth about the ultimate things than the one that helps you live? So we've successfully made it through the Eight Circuits. I know it's been a lot of information and a lot of name drops. Here's a quick recap. Circuit One, Basic Orientation. The world is safe or unsafe. Here I talked about attachment theory. Circuit two, emotional politics. This is about hierarchy and status, which can be understood through transactional analysis. Circuit three, linguistic reality. This is about symbolic language and time binding in the story of me. Circuit four, social sexual persona. This is about sexual imprinting, societal rules and shame. Circuit 5, Soma. This is about body activation, love, flow, and art. Circuit 6, Extrasensory Intelligences. These are archetypal encounters in the unconscious. Circuit 7, Alchemical Co-Creation. This is the Unus Mundus, the Self, and Surrender. And Circuit 8, Non-Local, the Pleroma and Hamza. I am.